Welcome to Spirit School. My name is Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. I am the host of your Spirit School, where I will share all the lessons and learnings that I have uncovered through my intuitive development and mediumship development journey. I am a professional psychic and medium and intuitive teacher and mentor, and I look forward to walking alongside you on this journey. Hello everyone and welcome to Spirit School, another episode of this podcast that I have created. And I have to start the episode by giving my utmost gratitude. I raise my hands to all those beautiful souls who have reached out to me lately to give me their uh, feedback on this podcast. So thank you. I've heard anything from how my podcast has no fluff, which I (laughs) definitely hold as a compliment, a huge compliment, and I even had some people tell me that they feel a little bit more confident that they are in fact intuitives because the examples that I share from my own learnings um, are supposed to make you feel that you are not alone, that yes, you are intuitive and you may find a lot of your own journey weaved in them with my own story. So, you know, thank you. I have a couple hundred listeners uh, every week now, which is very exciting for me. Um, So thank you to those who are out sharing this podcast. And, you know, one ask I have please do share with your friends do let them know um, that this is out there and available to them and if you have any episode requests just fire me off an email at squamishmedium at icloud.com and i will definitely feel into it and see if it is going to be a future episode so thank you so much so today i wanted to talk about clairvoyance which is the second clair of our clair series that i want to discuss which is the gift of sight now <clears throat> i will be going through all the clairs over the next few months most definitely um, and clairvoyance for me is interesting i will get into my stories a little bit later i'll just stick to the facts um, at the very beginning so clairvoyance is the ability of clair sight Some statements for people who consider themselves to be clairvoyant would be, I am being shown, I see, I imagine. Some signs that you may be naturally clairvoyant, meaning that the ability just comes with ease to you and not something that needs to be, um, you know, developed as much as maybe the other clairs are if you have vivid dreams, if you have easy dream recollection and very colorful, vivid, detailed dreams. If you experience deja vu often, which deja vu, in my opinion, are little road marks on this life that uh, we are on the right path and they're little check marks from the universe saying, yeah, you're supposed to be here at this time in this place at this time. Now, deja vu, because I'm not incredibly clairvoyant, deja vu for me is a feeling that I recognize, but a lot of people see deja vu. They'll see something that um, they swear that they've seen before. Um, You can easily visualize past experiences. So you may be thinking about a trip you took last year and in your mind, in your imagination, you can recall the sights and the colors and the flowers Um, very easily. Again, I'm more clairsentient, so I feel that. Um, I feel how I felt there. That's how I recall those experiences. So people with clairvoyant, um, natural clairvoyant abilities will see and recall those experiences in their mind's eye. You can see auras around objects and people, such as plants and trees and pets, and you can see them with your naked eye, but you can also see them within your third eye. So I'll talk a little bit about that later on as well. 
Another sign um, that you are naturally clairvoyant is that you enjoy beautiful decor and you have an eye for design. People who can see very clearly um, know exactly what they like. <laughs> you know, again, here's where I'm not extremely clairvoyant is. I could give an F what my house looks like. My husband usually makes the call on um, the home decor in our house. Um, up until recently, I became obsessed with the moon. So we have a ton of moon stuff. But as far as like what couch to buy, what uh, carpet to buy, usually my husband makes all those decisions because it's just not of high interest to me. So yeah. And then you see random images in your in your mind's eye when you're talking to people. So you may be hearing somebody's story and all of a sudden it's playing. Like somebody might be telling you a story about, oh, my kid, you know, was swinging on the swing and she fell off. And while they're talking, the way that you're processing that story within your own self is through you can visualize that happening. Whereas, again, as a clairsentient in me, if I were hearing that story, I would automatically, honestly, like probably break into hives. I'm like, oh my God, you must have been so terrified. Um, whereas somebody who's clairvoyant might say like, oh, that would have been horrible to see because you've just seen it. Okay, so I hope that explains that really well. So clairvoyance is connected to the sixth chakra, which are third eye or brow chakra, and it's also known as a psychic eye. So it is located um, on our forehead, right between the eyebrows. And when the third eye chakra and the clairvoyance abilities is being awakened within you, um, it's it's op when it opens, you'll actually feel tension or um what's the word almost like a pulling or a tightening or like a cobwebby feeling or just like tension in that energy body center between the eyebrows if you're in like a meditation this just happened in my uh you know new moon meditation group this past week a lot of people said yeah my there's a lot of tension between my third eye and that's because i was walking them through a visualization um to meet somebody who was going to give them some information so a lot of the people there experienced that tightening in that third eye because it was being activated and exercised right these clairs are just muscles so when we do things like guided meditation or visualizations we're actually um flexing that muscle and working it parts including the eyes the face the brain the lymphatic system emotionally the sixth chakra is connected to our higher intuition the energies of spirit and light and it also assists us in purification of negative tendencies and in the elimination of selfish attitudes so that's kind of what that um sixth chakra the brow chakra can offer us physically and emotionally so signs that you're unbalanced and balanced within this energy center of the third eye um, is, you know, balanced third eye will have great focus, discernment between truth and illusion, strong moral standing, you feel open, and you're not attached to material things. An unbalanced third eye can create moodiness and distrust, a lack in direction, a negative viewpoint, non-assertiveness, you're afraid of success, and headaches in the brow chakra. So how to heal and balance the third eye chakra is you can do some gentle movement and rest like sleep, yoga, and meditation, especially uh, guided meditations and visual meditations. Um, you can use affirmations such as, I see truth, I trust my visions, and I see clearly. 
essential oils associated with balancing and healing the chakra and neroli which is again one of my favorites that came up with the sacral um, in my um, Claire sentience episode a few weeks ago jasmine lavender frankincense and jupiter or juniper um, crystal healing you have uh, lapis lazuli I have a hard time saying that one all the time it's like a tongue twister <laughs> a tongue twister for sure blue aventurine sapphire amethyst and moonstone so there's some different development exercises you can do again we're talking about a muscle that we have here that we're wanting to work out and that we're wanting to um, flex and build up so one of my favorite uh, clairvoyant games to do with my students, um, I have an intuitive development circle that meets monthly, and uh, it's called the Oracle Card Game. So you grab like a really cool Oracle deck, and you would want to look for one that has like tons of symbology in it, tons of colors. So I have a color deck that's just like has one object in it. So that's not the kind of deck you want to use. You want to use something like Kyle Gray has, or Colette Baron Reed, or even like an old-fashioned tarot deck, something that has like a lot of stuff on it. And so you'll want to shuffle the deck up and, you know, first you want to take some deep, deep breaths and you'll want to like, you know, flex that um, visualization muscle. So just like, you know, close your eyes and envision maybe what you did an hour earlier or see your family in your mind's eye. Just do something to activate that chakra center or even, you know, I have an exercise that I'll talk about in a few minutes and you can use that one too just to awaken that area of your body. And you just want to shuffle the deck and you put like three cards out in front of you face down make sure they're face down and you'll want to like grab a pen and paper for this and just place your hand on top of the first card and you'll exhale and with every exhale you're going to release any expectations or judgments or preconceptions and just relax and just absolutely relax and just know that this is like a very low risk exercise right your ego is not going to be super bruised there's no one around to see how right or wrong you are so just relax and um, don't hold any judgments around that and you'll want to try to clairvoyantly pick up what is on the card. Now with clairvoyance, it doesn't have to be super specific, okay? You can just say like, I feel like I, I feel like I see blue. See, here's the clairsentient coming out. I automatically go to I feel. It is so funny. So you go to I feel or <laughs> keep doing it. <laughs> I see and tune into that energy center that's between the eyes and just look for color what color comes up if you get blue write down blue if you get green write down green if you get like five colors write them all down and then you know an example i had is like one time i did a card i'm like i get the number three but i feel like it's three objects rather than the number three um yellow red blue um and i definitely feel an animal is on here right so you'll want to write all that down and then go through the three cards and write down everything that you get and then turn them over and start putting check marks next to everything you got right and then x marks between everything you got wrong but because i got you to put down three cards see if anything that you picked up that got wrong on those cards was actually picked up in any of the others okay so this is a super easy fun one to do and then there's like psychic symbols so you'll watch Long Island Medium and you see that Teresa Caputo she's very good at working with psychic symbols I personally was trained not to use symbols um, I kind of regret that to be honest with you so it's something I'm going to go through with my students this weekend which is around um, using psychic symbols and creating that psychic symbol reference library so 
I wanted to provide an example. So basically what you can do with this exercise is, you know, sit in meditation, you know, with the intention of working with your guides on your psychic reference library. And you want to have like a list maybe of three symbols for each time you sit and meditate for this exercise. But say you have a cross, a feather, and a rainbow. So you'll get into the deep state of meditation where you'll relax your body and release all the expectations. And you want to place the thought to your guides. I'm working with you with the intention of building my psychic symbol library. And these are the three symbols I'm bringing through today. So please come through with any inspirations on what they could mean um, for myself or if I'm a professional or, you know, budding intuitive service provider that you could use it in those practices. So then you'll want to go into... Then you'll want to go into a you know, meditative state and then place the thought, the cross, and look for, you know, visualize that cross in your mind, give it life, give it color, give it depth, and then, you know, wait to hear what you get back. You might hear something, you might see something, you might feel something, but then when you go to uh, do a reading or you see a cross and you're looking for some guidance or advice internally, you'll have a reference for that. And I'm going to give you an example. When I first started doing readings, and I was just doing practice readings, I wasn't doing readings for public Every time I saw a motorcycle in my mind's eye, it was a car accident. So I, for time and time again, I was like, did they have a motorcycle? You know, you're not supposed to ask it a question, but I see a motorcycle. I feel like they had a motorcycle because that's what I'm seeing. And they'd be like, no, 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 every single time. And then finally, I associated a feeling with my thought of what I was visualizing in my mind. And I was feeling like super sudden impact. I'm like, well, I feel that this was an accident. Okay, yes. It was in a car though. I was like, okay. So then I tried it from then on out that if um, I see a motorcycle, I'm gonna say it's a car accident and see how that pans out. So of course, the blessing of doing practice readings is that you, you have the free space to flex those muscles. So that's what I did. And I found out that nine times out of 10, every time I saw a motorcycle, I was dealing with somebody who had a car accident. So why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that's how you can kind of test um, the symbols that you're working with, right? So some people might see feather and it might remind them of angels or signs from spirit. Or for me at the very beginning, the feather represented freedom. So, you know, you'll have to do your own work on identifying what your symbols are, but that there's no other way I know how to test them than to actually you know, do practice readings or ve pay very close attention to how you um, feel and what you see when that psychic symbol comes up. Again, I'm going to use the cross, right? So that's kind of like a fun exercise in the next ones, aura readings. So there's a couple different ways you can look at auras. I use trees at the beginning. I don't know if anyone else here has read The Afterlife of Billy Fingers, but it's hands down probably my favorite book um, about the afterlife. And um, he explains in the book that, you know, we're all light in the grand scheme of things. When we shed our human bodies and we transition to our home, um, we're all just light and beings of light. And he explains it that there's nothing that shines brighter here on earth, including ourselves, than trees. So trees are very natural and easy thing to see auras around. So you can go like sit in the forest and look at a tree, but you don't want to look right at the tree. You want to look just like left or right to the tree and you want your eyes to gaze 
and you close them slightly and you kind of let the tree sit in your peripheral. They call the peripheral vision our spirit eyes, right? That's how come a lot of people who have experiences seeing spirit with their naked eye will see something in the corner of their eye. And that's just because that's our spirit sight, they call it. And you'll probably just notice um, a white light that starts to build out and expand out further from the corner of the eye. You can also do this with a partner if you place somebody against a white wall or a backdrop that's kind of more simple. And again, you're kind of like looking down to the right, softening your gaze and just, you know, or even if you're looking at someone's head, just like looking slightly to the side of it and just allow that aura to appear. Um, with your physical eye but then when it comes to the third eye like when I'm sitting with someone um, how I kind of see auras is that I put the intention out okay what am I picking up in their aura I put that intention out to spirit and a color will come to me that's also another way to um, read auras and I will see the color but honestly it also comes in with a knowing which is claircognizance which is going to be our last clair that we discuss and then here's a visualization that you can use, a visualization exercise. So you can close your eyes and take some deep breaths. And I, I always do this exercise when I'm doing like a chakra clearing meditation. But for the purpose of like this podcast episode, what I'll just say is just close your eyes and imagine an object. Now this could be like a red box, maybe a huge chunk of amethyst crystal, or even, I'm seeing a Christmas tree right now. It could be a Christmas tree. And you want to make that um, object alive in your mind's eye. And you want to make it dance. So you want it to like turn around. If you're dealing with a box, you want to open it. You want to spin it around. And you'll want to do this and try to hold this vision. And anytime it starts to kind of fade and slip away, you want to start bringing it that depth. So this is, again, igniting your imagination, right? This is how come clairvoyance is like a double-edged sword. Because is it your imagination or is it actually clairvoyance? Well, what I will say about that is that that comes down to your discernment. And discernment comes with practice, so there's no way to know what's your imagination or what is actually purely clairvoyance without actually being able to speak what you see, right? So you will build that discernment and muscle the more that you flex and get the courage to say what you see, okay? It could be even a premonition that you got in a dream and you write it down, you journal it, right? Any premonitions you get, anything that you see happening, you get. And then you'll be able to validate that later if you write it down. Or if you're doing readings, it's another way to practice it, right? But that discernment is really what differentiates your imagination versus your third eye. But I will be honest with you how I see it. Um, it, it doesn't look a whole lot different. The only difference is because my clairs are very developed. I don't actually express a clairvoyant visual or image. I don't express it unless it's also associated with a feeling. So I need that backup clair to say... Okay, so I see a purple crystal and it makes me feel like I'm spiritually connected, like I'm messing around with crystals, like I'm, I'm connected to something. Um, and that's how I'll kind of express it in a reading. And so, because I've, you know, I'll be completely honest with you, I had a hard time um, ever saying that I'm clairvoyant. And it's something that I'm working on a lot with my guides because I was so wrong so many times when I said what I saw. So I had to work with my guides on saying, okay, I only want to express what I see if I also get another Claire kicking in with that symbol. So I need to hear something or I need to feel something, or I need to know something along with that sight. And that's how I'm kind of testing it out with spirit now. Um, and it's always going to evolve. 
And I know people, and this is just my experience, okay? It might be yours too, but it's just my experience. I know people I studied under somebody for four years that was purely clairvoyant. I mean, of course, they had all the other clairs as well, but they referred to themselves as a clairvoyant um, because they saw a lot of the information. They had premonitions. Um, so, and I don't experience that myself. So that's kind of, this is kind of a tough episode for me, <laughs> but I am getting there for sure. So that is kind of around clairvoyance. The other thing I really wanted to say about my own experience with clairvoyance is the first time I ever made a mediumship connection, um, which was quite some time ago now, I saw this woman's son, but he was in shadow form. So in my mind's eye, I didn't see color. All I saw was a shadow. I also had a really bizarre reading where I was um, picking up on this person's friend. And when I closed my eyes, again in shadow form, and it happened so fast, like in literally the snap of a finger, I saw a bread tag. You know those things that hold bread things? I'm like, your friend wants to reference a, a bread tag. He keeps showing me a bread tag. I don't see what color it is or anything. And this guy started freaking out because one of the inside jokes that him and his friend used to do um because they worked at the wiggly piggly or something in america which i always get a kick a piggly wiggly out of that name um they used to put february 30th on <laughs> bread things of bread for bread tags because um they thought it was funny so anyways that's a way that spirit got a symbol through to me that i didn't understand but it showed up in my mind's eye in a shadow thing not super clear um, and it meant something to somebody else so if you close your eyes and you actually can't visualize colors and objects just relax around that just what do you see maybe you see shapes and maybe you just see black gray and white you know just go with it and just write it down no matter what and then just know that the more you do exercises, like I talk about today, the cyclic symbols, um, the oracle card games, the aura readings, and that clairvoyant visualization, the more you dedicate to doing things like that, the clearer it will get and the stronger your discernment ability will get, okay? So this is turning out to be one of my longest podcast episodes and I really like to keep them short. So this is what I know right now about clairvoyance and there will definitely be more podcast episodes in the future because my abilities are continually growing as I serve spirit in this way and as will yours. So every um, we'll have a lot more to talk about in the future. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully uh, it gave you some homework to take home and try. Um, and if you are interested in, you know, developing your intuitive gifts, whether you're a reader or you um, haven't done anything yet, just know that I do offer um, intuitive development mentorship. And I also have an intuitive development group. And I'm going to be starting an online version because I know a lot of the people who follow me are not in Squamish or in Vancouver um, or Western Canada area. So I will be having an online mentorship, um, which will be bi-weekly coming up in May. So if you are interested in learning more, you can just check out my website, squamishmedium.com, or just hit me an email at squamishmedium at iCloud.com. And, you know, follow me on Instagram. That's honestly where I'm the busiest and I post in the stories every day. Um, so check me out there at Squamish Medium. All right. Enjoy your intuitive development journey. And thanks for listening to Spirit School.